Uh, many of you have heard of the news uh, this week of the passing of uh, Sheldon Adelson. And uh, we wanted to get a perspective on just how vital a figure he has been in the Jewish world for decades. Our good friend Phil Rosen knew him well. Phil, of course, as you know, vice chair of uh, at Yeshiva University and uh, Birthright Israel, American Friends of Lee Kud. Uh, but in this case, uh, we've invited him on to discuss how a billionaire philanthropist can make such a difference in the Jewish world. Phil Rosen, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nelson. Thank you. It's great to be back. It's great to follow a great presentation by Art Scroll. I'm a big fan of Art Scroll. Oh, yeah. You know, your, your family is well connected to Art Scroll. That's yeah, right. We, we dedicated the sitter, the right. old Hebrew. Yeah, I told you I have boys uh, in my family who refuse to use any other sitter, frankly. Right. Uh, right. It, it, has be, it has become such a state. People now, now that people realize that, you know, um, which sitter we're talking about, if they now, when you pay attention, folks, next time you go to shul, there's a good chance that that's the, the staple of your synagogue is that sitter, uh, Yitzchak Yair, yeah. that, uh, that Phil just mentioned. Uh, how many years ago did you first meet Sheldon Adelson? So we met, I would say, maybe 20 years ago. Um, we met, we sat on a board together, and we happened to sit near each other at a meeting, and we got into talking or whispering during the meeting, and uh, we developed a relationship. Um, relationship intensified tremendously when I got very interested in birthright. Right. And... Um, he asked me to join the board, and I did, and now I'm vice chair of Birthright. Um, Sheldon Adelson, um, you know, you can make comparisons to other billionaires. You make comparisons to past um, very wealthy Jews. The only comparison that even comes close is the Rothschild family. And the reason for that is because they each decided to change the future. Not the present, just, but the future as well. And um, it's kind of amazing when somebody decides to do that. You know, he knew what his money was doing. So birthright brings people back to Judaism. So far, it's brought 750000 When Sheldon first joined birthright, he didn't start it. Two wonderful men, um, Charles Bronfman and Michael Steinhardt, started the organization but Sheldon basically gave it a, a, a new force. When Sheldon joined, Birthright was sending, you know, five, ten thousand 10,000 um, young Jews to Israel. When he got involved, we moved the numbers up to 50,000 a year. And it's been 50,000 a year up till COVID every year, um, which is magnificent. If you think about it, literally, Birthright has a... 99% success record that people claim that birthright forms a new connection to Judaism, um, changes their lives. And Sheldon decided that he was going to change the lives of tens, hundreds of thousands of Jews, you know young what, Jews. You know what's interesting? And look, I mean, you know, anybody, anybody knows this, whether they're a business person or not. It's all about, or I shouldn't say it's all about. It's so it's so much about return on investment, and when someone like him realizes the number 
of Jews and the number of young Jews that he, whose lives he could change with a big check like you just described, they, took, they take that return on investment very, very seriously. And I think so that true. those are the types of projects he looked for, right? Even, even, when you think of, even when you think of what he did with the newspaper in Israel, he looked at it as a yep. way to reach hundreds of thousands of people at a time. Yep. He, he, realizes, he, he realized that uh, his money could make a difference in the world. And it's not, you know, the amazing thing is there are, thank God, there are a good number of Jewish billionaires, but very few, in fact, just one, step up like Sheldon did and decide that they're going to change the lives of the Jewish people, of the Jewish future. I mean, it's mind-boggling what he did and what what his money is going to continue to do I mean, his wife was fully his partner side by side, and Mary is going to continue his efforts with Birthright and with other organizations that they got involved with. They really want to be the force um, that changes the future. And, um, you know, so many people have worked so many years on Kirov Project. This is the most successful Kirov Project by far in history. Phil Rosen with us, remembering Sheldon Adelson. Uh, Phil, um, why are there so many people in our community with um, tremendous resources who don't want to be involved in these types of activities? And why, thank God, are there so many people in our community with these types of resources that do want to be involved in these types of activities? So I think one you know, excuse that's given by people is that they don't think that they can make a difference. And Sheldon proved that every single person could make a difference. You know, the amazing thing about Birthright, just to give it a little pause over there, is that um, every $3,000 changes a life. Right. So so if somebody, has, if somebody has limited funds and they're wondering, you know, do they, need, do they need to have an Adelson bank account to make a difference? The answer is no. <laughs> they can be, this, is, this is the example we always use that, you know, for, for some people, you know, $20 is the, is the difference between a stressful Shabbos and a peaceful Shabbos, you know, so people should keep that in mind. So no matter what people have in the bank or what they're capable of giving, uh, if, they, if they look, they're going to find ways to really change people's lives. You bet. Sheldon told the story. I mean, one of the things that uh, stood out about him in the last few months was he made a decision that the employees of his casino company, um, Las Vegas Sands, were going to continue to receive their paycheck. Right. Even even though the casino was closed. Right. Even though they weren't working, they were, they were out, and uh, he decided not one paycheck was going to be, was going to be left behind. Right. And, um, when people asked him why, he gave a great story. He said that when his father would come home from work, his father was, was very, he, he describes him as very poor. And he said his father would come home from work and he put money in the pushka. And um, he asked his father, I don't understand, we could use the money probably more than some other people. He said, no, there's always some, excuse me, there's always somebody who could use it more than we can. Mm. And that, that's Sheldon's belief. It always was. 
So if that's a message for people out there, there's always somebody who could use the money more than you can. No question about it. Phil Rosen's with us. Look, you, we've we've told this audience a million times that nobody knows the Prime Minister of Israel better than you do. Why did the two of them get along so well? I get it ideologically, you know, but but it was more than that. It, it, the the way they behaved with each other and the way they appreciated each other looked a lot more than just being aligned ideologically. How would you describe the Adelson Netanyahu relationship? No, they both they both had the same view about the Jewish future and about Israel. They knew that strengthening Israel was strengthening the Jewish people forever. And that's what each of them considered. Um, So Netanyahu did it by strengthening the country in all sorts of ways, economically, um, militarily, uh, diplomatically. And um, Sheldon did it by strengthening the, the Jewish future, by making sure that there's a connection between hundreds of thousands of American and European, etc., Canadian Jews, making sure they have a connection to Israel that would last forever. I think the biggest advocates on college campuses, one, one of Sheldon's causes was also um, strengthening um, the Jewish fight back on college campuses against right. BDS. And the strongest fighters in that effort were always the birthright kids, because they they knew they came back from an educational, a 10-day educational experience that taught them so much about Israel and the arguments for the Jewish future. He, and, he, literally, uh, he literally created advocates for Israel, which is amazing. <laughs> we need them he everywhere. Did. <laughs> he did. He did, created, you know, 750,000 of them. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. I think, you know, if you think about Jewish causes, you know, it's, it's so hard to measure success. With birthright, it's not so hard at all. We have people at uh, Brandeis, um, uh, Dr. Sachs, who um, who measures every um, couple of years the success of birthright. How are we doing? Um, remember that famous Ed Koch line: "How are we doing? Right. How am I? How am so I doing? We we measure birthright success." Um, in a lot of different ways, but the connection to Israel and the connection to Judaism is the main way. And, uh, you know, the amazing things that have come out of birthright, things like um, marriages, you know, the Michael Steinhardt used to say that any two birthright kids get married, that he would um, he would pay for the honeymoon. It became too expensive, and he stopped paying. Um, but that's uh, I didn't, even, I, didn't even, I didn't even know that. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Phil Rosen is with us. Finally, look, it's no secret um, that he was a big fan of getting Donald Trump into the White House, obviously. Um, it, the, the way the news, I'm not talking about Jewish news sources, I'm not talking about people like us, but the way the news media in general has been focusing on Shelley Adelson's passing, um, they they note that all the influence he had in this White House, and therefore the embassy was moved, the Iran deal was canceled, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I, I don't know how much of that is really attributed to him, but would you say that one of the ways he changed the future was by getting involved on the American political scene and being in a position with Trump in office to actually, I don't want to say make demands, but to make strong suggestions like the ones I just described? Yeah, definitely. I, I think um, 
the way Sheldon looked at uh, his involvement of the Republican Party through the RJC and other organizations, he always looked at it, JINSA, one of the other organizations, um, he always looked at it as how will this affect Israel and the Jewish people. Every single thing that passed through his desk, um, he looked at it with that that eye, and uh, that was an amazing thing about him. You know, we would talk about uh, candidates. You know, I, I've spoken to him uh, hundreds of times about different candidates, and every time um, the focus was, how will this candidate help Israel? Wow. Um, and uh, it's just amazing that he was he was so focused on Israel and the Jewish people, and that's that's the greatness of Sheldon Adelson. That'll go down in history as uh, one of the greatest Balit Staka in the history of the Jewish people, and one of the greatest advocates for Israel and the Jewish people was Sheldon Adelson. And we all have the ability to do it. We may not have the resources. We may not get the same publicity. We may not be known internationally, but we all have the ability at every level to do what you just described, to advocate for Israel, to fight for the future of Israel and the Jewish people, and of course, in uh, in many ways, even if in, in small ways, to make sure that people who are in greater need than us have what they need. Phil Rosen, I thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. We, will we, should re- only, we should only follow in his ways, in his footsteps, and try our best to do the best we can to help Israel and the Jewish people. Amen. And you, you do it every day, Nachum, so thank you. I appreciate that very much. And yes, people wonder about lessons learned from someone like a casino magnet, right? A magnate in the casino industry. Here's an opportunity to learn how one can, uh, uh, no matter what your background and position, can make a difference out there, especially for the future of Israel and the Jewish people. Thursday morning broadcast, Rosh Chodesh Shvat. My thanks to Phil Rosen. My thanks to all of you for tuning in. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. Mm-hmm.